I've noticed this thing over the years in covering hurricanes. People who've had their homes wrecked by a storm are often pretty willing to invite me into their house. Any other time, I'd be lucky if someone answers the door. I recently met Freddie Alvis near his trailer on King Street in Homa. I had a little work done since, since the storm. Uh, born in New Orleans, and we moved to the country back in 1962, and I've been here all my life, man. And I'm, this, this is home for me. This is Mechanicville. Okay. Call this Mechanicville. My, my grandmother stayed here. Her aunt stayed here. She died at 102 on Sarah. Right at this property? At this property. And my grandmother came in, and then my mother... They all died now, now it's all handed down to me right now. I pay the taxes here. I do everything over here to keep it, keep it going, you know. Freddie is 60 years old. He's a tall, wiry guy, straight-talking. He's disabled. His only income is a monthly check for that disability. So when a neighbor's tree crashed on top of his home during Hurricane Ida last year, he didn't have much money to get repairs. His neighbor's insurance determined the tree falling on Freddie's house was an act of God, and they weren't responsible to pay for the damage it caused. Freddie is still bitter about it. They, they, they got their money and ran. They kept their money and didn't come fix the house up, didn't come ask me how I was doing, how I feel. Uh, uh, do I need help with, with, with my situation, you know? No, they ain't did none of that. They just abandoned the house? Abandoned it and left. He points to the stump where the tree used to stand. You see the next door where the tree is cut down now, okay? That tree was on top of my trailer. I couldn't get in. I had a guy, lucky I had a guy come here with a chainsaw, and he was able to cut the tree so I could get in my back door. That's the only exit, entrance and exit I had to get into my home. As we get to the trailer's door, there's a tarp right in front of the wooden steps. It's like a welcome mat with pieces of broken roofing and a healthy spread of nails. I left the nails because when they come in here, the nails going to stick them, you know? When You're talking you about potential people robbing you. Right, right, right. If you come in here, the nails waiting on you. I ain't got to wait on you. The nails going to be waiting on you. Well, that's one way to do home security, I suppose. <sighs> I stepped on one of those nails, but it didn't go through the sole of my sneakers. Note to self, wear boots next time. Inside Freddy's trailer, it's dark and remarkably cool. An AC unit is running, and thank God. It's summertime in the bayou, and it's bleeding hot outside. Freddy said not to get comfortable, though. He still considers the trailer a mess. When the tree is fell, it bust all the hole in the roof and everything. came in here, man, and just, you can't stay in here, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's bad in here, man, you know? Electrical work was done right here where... This could spark off and catch a fire at any minute, man. You know what I'm saying? Freddie takes me to one room full of mold. There's bits of shredded foam insulation all over the place. Won't be living in nothing like this, bro, you know? Yeah. I don't think you would want to live in nothing like this, you know what I'm saying? No, sir. You know, that's why I'm telling you, I don't live in here. Do you see what I see? I do. Okay. Freddie only had fire insurance for his trailer. Any other insurance, homeowners, flood was out of reach. That's why I don't have any, because I couldn't afford it. So maybe it is what it is, you know? I just can't afford it right now. And he couldn't afford any before the storm. He's relying on federal help. Last November, FEMA delivered a temporary trailer to Freddie's property, 
He's been living in it as he tries to figure out how to make his home livable. Hey, look again. what I do. Come see what I do. Take me around. I mean, it's small. It's small, as you can see. Freddie's FEMA trailer is pretty straightforward. There's a main area where he can sleep, a little kitchen corner, and then a bathroom. Freddie's happy with the space. I'm just me. It's just one. So this is perfect for one. All around the trailer's interior, torn out pages from coloring books are taped on the wall. There are drawings of butterflies, flowers, landscapes. The coloring is bright, neat, and all within the black line of the pictures. At first, I thought his children or grandchildren did the coloring, but it was actually Freddie. There's a rec center around the corner from his home. He goes there sometimes to see if he can pick up jobs to make some extra cash. I am a senior citizen, and I go back there, and some of the people back there has work, like painting or helping to move their boxes because they're up in age. They can't do that stuff, and I can get a few dollars. They give me a few dollars because they want me to come do work for them. The rec center is also where he finds the coloring books. I color. I spend my time in sure do. coloring, and that's what a pencil color, okay? This is my bag right here. This is my colors in here. And all I do, and then I date them. What day it is, like 5, 12, 22, or 3, 20, 22. You got 6, 8, 22, that's my brother's birthday. Who's this right here? That's my grandbaby, man. That's my little grandbaby right there. Yeah, that's For a uh, minute, I thought she was the one that colored all this, but no. you colored this. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. You may think it's weird for a 60-year-old man to be into coloring books, but consider what he's been through and how uncertain things are in his life. He'll be the first to tell you he knows a lot of other people in Homa suffered even more after the storm. It can be mentally exhausting. Freddie says the coloring books help keep his mind at ease instead of racing. It's like dropping a bomb on you, man, you know. I don't know which way to go, man, you know, because I got one person at me, and that's my uh, friend right here. That's her name, Mary, right there, you hey, know. Hey, Miss Mary. Other than that, I have not, no, no, nobody helping me doing nothing, you know. I got a broke car right here. I got a broke car right there. When she at work, all I could do is just walk, uh, just stay at home all day, you know. Got once a month income that I get, and that's all I get and pay the bills and suffer it out, man, you know? That's what we're doing out here in Homa. On Main Street in Homa, near the building for Water District 1, I spotted a brick ranch house. A large section of its front porch roof is partially collapsed. It's hard to miss from the road. When the storm came, the tree that you see over here to the left, close to the waterworks... It's a stump uh, now. Yeah, there's a now been cut down. Well, that oak tree tilted over, and it landed in the dead center of the home itself, and it cracked 21 rafters, and it crushed the front porch on the home. And the waterworks next door, they had a pine tree was on their property that fell on the backside of my home, which messed up my sunroom itself, but... They never offered to do anything about it, and because of insurance deals, they claim it's an act of God that you can't do anything about it for suing them or anything, and they didn't never offer to do anything as well. I met Leon Broomfield after leaving Freddie's house. While Leon's home is considerably larger than Freddie's, both men are in similar situations. Leon is also 60, 
also disabled and also didn't have any insurance on his house. Leon can't afford to get the damages repaired. He can only guess how much it would cost. Well, right now you're looking easily at, I would say, $70,000 repair. Do you have that money? No. So everything that got damaged is basically sitting damaged at this point? Yes. It's been more than 10 years since Leon had a homeowner's insurance policy. The only kind of insurance he could afford was fire, but that didn't last. Well, last time I had fire insurance was put on about two years ago. Well, it was time for me to renew the insurance this year. Uh, The company, last year I paid $300. This year they wanted to charge me $3,000. Did they give you a reason for that? No. Did anything change at your house that would raise the risk of fire? No. Well, I called them and I talked to them and they say that they don't understand why. And I said, if y'all don't understand why, it would make you think I would understand. I know I was trying to get insurance itself, but each company that I go to, the prices were through the roof to where I couldn't afford it. What were some of the prices, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, in the run of a year, you're looking at, it was 7000 between 7000 and 10000 a year. For homeowner's insurance, for property insurance? Correct. What about flood insurance? Did you even look into that at all? No. We had step number one. So we ain't even going to step number two. If we can't get number one, what good is to have number two? Unlike Freddie, Leon can still stay in his house, but he has to live with and around the damages. In many parts of southeast Louisiana, it's something many underinsured or non-insured homeowners are doing after the storm. So I just pulled off of LA-1 in Golden Meadow. We're now in Lafouche Parish. I obviously made the drive from Homa. And as I was on the highway here, driving along the bayou, I saw this house with a couple of tarps on top of it, kind of patchwork, and then beautiful flowers just decorating the front porch. So I figured I should stop in and see what happened. Look look at the window, look right there. Oh, wow. This is all your work? There's my flowers there. Yeah, they certainly are. They're beautiful. Anna Mae Schwest was about to go down for an afternoon nap before I knocked on her screen door. She was kind enough to invite me in. She lives in Golden Meadow, in Lafouche Parish. She grew up in the compact wooden house, but left it for a while. After her kids grew up, in a divorce, she came back. For as long as she can remember, the house did well during storms, until Hurricane Ida. I'm 83 years old. Never been through that. We used to have a hurricane coming. We back where we go a little bit. No, rent us a motel or whatever. Come back home and everything's okay. But this, we, everything's gone. My flowers, everything. Anime's house was another victim of a tree collapse. She had nothing in way of protection for the house itself, but she did have the contents of her home insured. And some of those contents she holds close to her heart. Next to the dining room table, there's a small stereo system with a cassette player. Pictures of her children are leaning on the tape deck and speakers, including several of her son. He died a few years ago. You see him there? Right here? Yeah, it's just me and him right here. I'm so sorry for your loss. When when was this? This was taken when he made 50 years old. It's his 50th birthday. They had a picture of him 50, don't you see? This one, maybe? I think, yeah, that's got the 
Five zero candles on there. Okay, Looks like that's yeah. the one with the cake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's his picture. And that's my daughter that lives in Homer. She works for a dentist and she's a nurse. A social security check is what helps to make ends meet every month. Family, friends, and neighbors made most of the house habitable. But the tree caused so much damage to her bedroom that it's still off limits. Oh, no, I don't want to go open that door, no. No, you don't, you don't oh, even no. want to see it, huh? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, that scroll, that's so mildew, there's so much stuff, they said not to go in there. Too nasty. So you haven't seen it since last year, then? Right. They don't want me to see it. No, they took some stuff out, and what was good, what was not good, what was to do, the mildew on it, and everything, they threw it away myself. Since January, she's been sleeping at the front of the house just a few feet away from the front porch's green door. There's a daybed against the wall. A box fan blows over the pillow. Like Freddie and Leon, Anna Mae will go through this hurricane season, and likely future ones, with no insurance on her home. After Hurricane Ida, thinking of the future is something that doesn't come to her mind. I just live day by day, baby. I don't plan nothing. I just, today you can't plan ahead. And I'm not, I don't plan for nothing ahead no more. I just live one day at a time. On a less extreme scale, other homeowners in Louisiana who didn't experience damage from the hurricane are also finding it tough to pay for their insurance. Most major insurance companies, in essence, have stayed away from Louisiana because of the risky nature of insuring homes in a place so vulnerable to floods and storms. That leaves much smaller and often independent insurance providers as the alternative. But after back-to-back hurricane seasons that saw multiple storms make landfall in Louisiana, some of those smaller insurance players became insolvent. The payouts were just too big. With fewer providers, the Louisiana insurance market is shrinking. At the same time, changes are being made to how risks are being assessed for the National Flood Insurance Program. Rates for that program are surging as well. Those elements are expected to push premiums so high that some homeowners may have to roll the dice with what's often the most valuable asset they have, their house. Leon Broomfield says the cost of home insurance is pushing people out of Louisiana. Well, at this point, I know of most, most people that I know, they're moving out of Louisiana. Most that I know are moving to Texas. They say it's more easy for them to go just buy somewhere else than to rebuild because of Louisiana, but the insurance rates going through the roof compared to other states where it's not as bad. It's very comparable to what happened after Katrina and Rita 15, 16 years ago when the major national carriers exited not just our coastal exposure, but all coastal exposure up and down the Atlantic and all around the Gulf Coast. Jim Donnellan is the insurance commissioner in Louisiana. So what's your advice at this point for people who are seeing those out-of-this-world rate increases for homeowners and flood insurance. What do you tell them? I tell them build high and build strong. If you build high enough, you can get affordable flood insurance. If you build strong enough, as it was as was proven with uh, Hurricane Ida bringing 150-mile-an-hour winds to Grand Isle, and yet properties there that had been built to the 150-mile-an-hour wind speed protection those properties were, were um, largely intact and not significantly damaged. But you really have to do that in order to build effectively and affordably. I do believe that by the end of this year, we will, have, we will see that transition and that 
uh, upheaval in the marketplace uh, stabilize. Of course, Commissioner Donilon is cautioning against going without home insurance. But with the cost of virtually everything going up, there simply is little choice for people like Anna Mae Schwest, Leon Broomfield, and Freddie Elvis. I'm going to say like this, I'm going to live one day at a time, I'm going to leave it in God's hand. All I can do is just trying to protect my family. Right before I left Freddie's home in Mechanicville, he told me that God wasn't done yet when it comes to storms. Nope, it's not old. That was a test of it, what we just got. This time, when he come back, he's going to finish what he started. And, and, and it ain't just going to be here. It's going to be all over here. It's an ominous outlook. But after what he's been through, who can blame him? For WWL Radio, I'm Ton Trung in Homa.